Hey guys, Ethan Foster here. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded Friday. Of course, that is Good Friday. Uh, make sure you guys uh, stay grateful and stay in prayer for what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. Uh, this is a very interesting episode. Uh, we had a couple friends of mine. We had Brian and uh, Benjamin, who are LDS, um, have a discussion with me and Sean McCraney. Sean McCraney is, of course, a pastor of Campus Church and the, the author of a couple books. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel, uh, Heart of the Matter, for entertaining content from him. But uh, we discuss the differences between Mormonism and Christianity and all that. So it is a very great and uh, intellectually challenging episode, and hopefully we'll do uh, one like this again. Enjoy, guys. Here, So first, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, I know this yeah. this is probably not the thing you would think about doing right now. Um so I wanted to start off with uh, you guys individually. Um, I, I want to ask, uh, why do you guys believe in what you believe? Um, I was just born into it, so it just, you know. All right. You get used to it. Okay. All right. Uh, so personally, I the reason I believe is so. Oh, um, hold up. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Just making sure. Uh, so the reason why I believe is after doing countless studying it. Oh my. Studying uh like the scriptures, praying, I've just come to accept the faith by itself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's really, I've just gotten a testimony of my own religion, and now it's just my thing. Okay. Sure. And uh, I believe because, uh, and this is Sean, I believe because I have uh, tried as many things as possible to get them to change my person, which is otherwise pretty corrupt and evil and mean and selfish. And I was, uh, religion couldn't do it for me. And I was a rat bastard uh, prior to uh, the event that changed my life. And when the event changed my life, I became a different person mm-hmm. as attested by family and friends. So that's why I believe. All right. Yeah. So, so that was all very interesting to hear. And the reason I brought Sean on here uh, is because he was a former LDS um, seminary member teacher. of the church. Wasn't yeah. he? Uh, Sean, yeah. what were you? Yeah. Um, yeah, Bishop Rick, Stake High Council, seminary teacher. Yeah. All of that. So he knows the religion much better than I do. Um, so that's why I wanted his perspective on it. Um, plus, he just knows the ins and outs of Christianity. And I, I wanted to open up a discussion slash debate, whatever you want to call it. So feel free um, to engage in uh, and debate when we're having this conversation and forgive me i don't have questions prepared i usually don't do that in my interviews but um so yeah so um brian what would be one thing and i'll pose this to your friend too what would be one thing to convince uh the change your mind about the lds church what would be one thing to change my mind yeah. 
I mean, if we just started doing bad things, if that makes mm. sense. Like, if we just started believing in corrupt things, started doing things uh-huh. that weren't all right. For example, if they told us, like, another time just to start drinking and disobeying mm-hmm. all our laws, then that's what would change for me. All right. So it would change everything. All right, that's interesting. So, so nothing like uh, evidence based would change your mind. Like, l- let's just say there was a. D- this is just hyperbole, but just there was just a historical artifact that completely disproves the Book of Mormon. Like, would that change your mind at all? I don't know if it would. Hmm. That's interesting. So, so uh, is that? Did you ask Brian? Our guests are Brian and who else? Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. Benjamin. And you just talked to Benjamin or Brian? I, I just talked to Brian. Uh, so, Brian, let me ask you, uh, what if in the history of your church you saw or discovered that they did what you called bad things? I think I would be disappointed. But like I said, things change over time and people will receive more relevant. Re- I can't speak. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> revelation. Uh, yeah. And you can always repent. So, So do you think that the one true church would have a need to repent? If, for instance, let's say back in the day they were doing something that today you felt you feel is bad or wrong. Would you uh, um, would you feel like that would alter your views? Um, Let's just say like drinking. All right. Yeah. So if you found out that they it was okay to drink even after Doctrine and Covenants uh, on the Word of Wisdom, would you say, "Wow, that's kind of weird that even after that revelation came, they continued to drink"? I think I would, in a way. Yeah. All right. That's good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that. That's interesting. And Brian and Benjamin, feel free to come and ask us questions throughout this thing. It's good that we challenge each other's minds. Um, Benjamin, I pose the same question to you now that we heard from Brian. What would change your mind about the LDS faith? Um, I would have to go with the same answer as Brian's. Okay. So just um, bad things in general happening um, that your church did? Yeah. So as as long as uh, they're following the scripture, I'm okay. Okay. But uh, if if they're doing something that isn't there, well, hmm, it's iffy. And if it's against, well, I'm against. All right. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um. So, in you guys' opinion, what must you do to be saved? Benjamin, do you want to take this one, or do you want me to take it? Um, I don't know. Okay, so to be saved, um, just to make it into very one small sentence, it's just being a good person. Okay. Hmm. Can you be a good person? Well, anyone can. Really? It's it's their own decision. Huh. 
what makes someone good or bad? What, how do you define that? Mm. How would I define good and bad? Um, I say good being a respectful, uh, someone that is willing to sacrifice themselves for others. That's a good definition. And so then, what about when people don't do that? I mean, no one's done that perfectly in their whole life. Everybody's been selfish. So what do you do in that case? I guess, you know, just have, or at least try to have a change of heart. I see. I think a good person is something based on what like people around you see, like the community around you, what like the good standards are. So hmm. for example, like right now, good standards would be a lot of people, like, especially since um, we live in Utah, a lot of good standards would be not drinking, even though that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person if we're being honest, but mm-hmm. I just think it so if we, comes down to oh, uh, morals from the community. So if you look to the Third Reich and, and Hitler's reign over, the, over Germany, he hated drinking. He believed in no drinking. He, did, he had a great disdain for burlesque and, and pornography. And they lived very clean and sterile lives. And so outwardly, the community thought they were the Ubermensch and that they were very good people. But obviously what was inside them and what they were able to let themselves do towards other races and people, gypsies and Jews and homosexuals, Hitler and the community really weren't good. They outwardly looked good, but inwardly they were pretty corrupt. So do you really think that the external views of somebody can really define them being good? I think when you look at it that way, like what, what you're saying is, okay, so what you're saying is inwards, they thought they were good, but on the outside, people think they're evil. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying on the outside, they looked really good. They really did. They had pristine communities. They, did, they lived a very good life. But inwardly, they were willing to put people to death who didn't meet their standard. So you, you define good as being how the community sees you. So what do you say, if that's the case, what do you say about Hitler in Germany? Well, like you say, I don't think Hitler was a good person, personally. Like, right. all of them, I don't, I don't think they were good people. Because if you took the world standards, then you would see that they weren't really the best when it came to them killing a bunch of people that didn't believe in what they believed. Mm-hmm. But if you looked up outside, like if you stepped into Nazi Germany, you would see and you were able to go sit down with Hitler and you said, hey, I want a beer. He would say, no, beer. <laughs> he'd say, it's not good. And then you'd say, OK, I want a chick. And he'd say, no, chick, you get married. This is my bad German accent. So outwardly, they were really, really sharp. So what I'm, my point is, I don't think that you can determine good by the external view of somebody or a people. I think that a lot of evil is done by people who look really good. 
but inwardly is is the thing. So how do you determine good on an inward basis? How are how are you good inwardly? In your secret thoughts, are Brian and Benjamin, are you guys good or are you bad? Do you think of banging chicks? Do you think of uh, you know stealing or being mean or gossiping? I mean, what's going on inside you versus what do you do externally? Well, uh, during this big pause um, of of the moment, (laughs) I'm going to read you guys a scripture, Luke 18 through 19, uh, 18, 19. And it's it says, um, and Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me God? Good. Uh, None is good. uh, Save one that is God. So in other words, no one is good except the father uh, to put my perspective into this. Okay, so good, I don't think really we can determine who's good, but I think it's mostly when it comes down to God, when it comes to where we, where we get put. Because, okay, so I know you guys don't believe this specifically, mm-hmm. um, but here uh, in our religion, we believe there are four separate kingdoms, and I don't want to really get into too much detail, but I think God is really who determines if we're good or not. Okay. If that makes sense. All right. So if God determines who is good or not, does it matter then what you do here? Is he basing how he views whether you are good on what's he basing it on? Is it on what you do or what your heart is like? I would, I, I would personally say both. Okay. Because um, I don't remember what the scripture was, but uh, what you do to someone else is what you're doing to a child of Christ or a child of God the Father, which in turn – oh, shoot. How was I going to say? Which in turn means – Whatever we do here affects us up there and when it comes down to judgment. I see. So our works are important. Yes. Yeah. And, and what are those works? Uh, the fruits of our deeds. All right. And maldoings. So let me ask you. A Catholic does certain deeds. They do mass and they do their rites and rituals. And a, and a Baptist does theirs. And LDS do theirs. Does a, a Catholic have to do the LDS deeds, in your opinion, to be right with God? Well, okay. So while we believe that we do things that other religions should do, right? We believe that mm-hmm. as long as you believe in Christ, you have the opportunity to be saved. As long as you try to obey his commandments, try to be at least a good person, you have a good chance of getting into one of the top three kingdoms. This is this is fun. I like these guys. This is fun. We should all do this on the show too. Yeah, we should. I'm up for it. Yeah, I'm mortified. <laughs> you guys are good. This is 
you're you're speaking from the heart and you're not trying to mess things up. That's good. That's a great beginning yeah. for all of us. Sean will call you out if he if you're trying to uh, screw things up. <laughs> no, I won't call you. Yeah. So what's the next question? Um, so um, do they have any questions yeah, for us? Do you guys have any questions oh, for us before I ask? Um, not right now, but um, I will ask a question later. No, I don't. All right. So okay. my, um, why would God allow um, since you guys believe in the restored church and all that, why would God allow the ultimate truth of like the Book of Mormon and all that to fall off the face of the earth, completely? Benjamin, you want to take this one or me? Um. I would like you to take over, but I can support. Right. Um, okay, so what I personally believe is that he just felt like people weren't ready for the truth that was hidden in the Book of Mormon. For example, like in the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of Latter-day Revelation. I can't speak. Revelation. Um, that speaks about things that will happen in the latter day. And I think that the Book of Mormon was specifically made for people are this time hmm. all right that's interesting got it just to be specific we're talking about the script the 100 and what pages that were no, lost no, no. I, i'm talking about uh specifically uh, how 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 you guys believe that the church was restored in through joseph smith so that means it the true church was on the earth at some point so why would God allow it to fall from the earth and for us to not know the truth? Ah, I see. Okay. Thank So I guess we can go ahead and move on to a different question since that one didn't stick too well. Um, so why, if, if Christ paid for our sins, uh, then why is it necessary for us to do uh, temple work, for example, and do all these extra things alongside with it? Benjamin, you want it? Uh, I'll try my best. So, uh, uh, going back to uh, the question before uh, with, with my answer, uh, good deeds, just um, doing temple ordinances, helping other people, you know. Uh, there's a specific ordinance, which is baptisms for the dead, where if uh, anyone who has died without getting baptized can still get baptized and be saved. Uh, that is very important. Uh, Temple ordinance. Uh, what was I going to go with this? Give me All a right. second. All right. Hey, Ethan, can you uh, ask that question again? Uh, so why would, um, if Christ paid the sacrifice, um, if he was the sacrifice for us, then what, why is it necessary to do all these extra works. 
we should do these extra works because it helps us become what a lot of us believe. Okay, well, what our religion believes is uh, doing these works help us helps us uh, try to complete our goal, which is to be more Christ-like, which is to be a more loving. Mm-hmm. And I hate coming back to this, but a more good person, okay. if that makes sense. No. But um, that's the best way that I can describe it. But um, so we feel like doing these ordinances will help make us more Christ-like and in the end will help us in our journey to eternal joy. All right. Let's see. I'm going to pull up a piece of scripture here really quickly. And it comes from Ephesians 2 8. And it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. So um, clearly there, it, it's all a set mindset, grace through Christ's blood. So what I struggle with uh, when you guys claim to believe in the Bible and all these other books is that all these other um, books and your religion is based off of works. It's based off of uh, temple ordinances and stuff. So that it seems like a contradiction to me personally. Uh, what was that scripture? You Ephesians said? two so eight. I can look it up right here. Ephesians two eight. All right. I can pull it up in the King James version too. You should get Brother Bradley on here, Ethan. I told. I keep telling y'all to uh, ask him for me. I got his email. Do you want yeah, it? Sure. Yeah, get him. Get him yeah. on. That would be fun. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm not chiming in too much, Ethan, because I really just want to hear what their hearts are and and uh, what they have to say in their answers. And it's been interesting. I. You know, you learn a lot by listening to, to people and the, these LDS guys are answering the best they can. And I'm just waiting to hear, you know, what comes out, what continues to come out of their mouth. I don't want to argue with them or debate with them. I just want to hear them explain their yeah, views. I, I, I totally understand that, Sean. And it's it's perfectly fine that you're not uh, chiming in at every uh, at everything they say. Uh, I just want to open up the discussion and like get people thinking because my audience is a majority LDS audience. So it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, it is definitely. Uh, So I, I want to be able to get LDS people to think about their beliefs without Mallory's dad. No, sorry. Someone's interrupting me. I'm sitting in front of their house in a car. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I want to, I want to get LDS people to think about their religion and beliefs without them. Um, Without them, uh, just not listening more to different perspectives. Yeah. Honestly, respect to that. Can I? Can I? Can I ask a follow-up question, of Ethan? You can. Ask whatever you want. So, uh, Brian and Benjamin, what do you think 
is wrong with the Christian perspective or, or the evangelical perspective. Are you guys still there? Um, Benjamin left. Ooh. But okay. Still here. What do you think, Brian, of the Christian perspective that teaches you look to Jesus and what he did in his life and you believe on that and that is enough to be saved? That's it. You really just really have faith on what he did, not on what you do. What do you think about that as a Latter-day Saint? Honestly, I feel like there's some truth to that, but I also feel like that we also have to do a little bit of our own work. Do you think you have to? I'm just clarifying your terms. Do you think you have to do it or do you think you would do good works because you understood what Jesus did for you? Uh, Can you repeat the question? Do you think that you would have to, meaning you must do good works, or do you think you naturally would do good works once you believed Jesus saved you? I think I would naturally. Yeah, and that's the Christian perspective. If you believe that, you know, that, that's the, the Christian view. We believe that Jesus did it for us, and we look to him in faith, and a natural result of that will be better living good works like you're talking about Uh, and but the the only difference is many lds in my experience believe that no 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 you must also do these things in order for jesus uh work to to be effectual in your life so i liked your answer yeah and this i can go in and take uh to my next question and that is um of do you guys think that the LDS uh, faith is a Christian faith? I mean, I've I've talked to you about this, uh, Ethan, at mm-hmm. school. Um, we've gotten into quite a bit yeah. into this. Um, so you know that I believe. It, for me, I think it comes down to what you define mm-hmm. as a Christian. If it's somebody that believes in Christ. Just Christ well, uh, in general. Christ died then, for the sins. That's my definition. Yeah, so then I believe we are Christian. But if you are talking about specifically the Bible Christ, which is what you were talking about that day, only the Bible Christ, then we're yeah. not Christian. Well, well uh, let me add on to that. Um, so you say the Bible Christ. Uh, if If you're talking about the Christ that is only represented in the New Testament, then... Uh, I would see that as an okay definition. But uh, my official definition right now is anyone who who accepts Christ into their life that pays for their sins. That That's what seems Christian to me. And my problem was with the LDS faith, it is works-oriented. So the, adding on works to it, it is the problem for me. It's not the Book of Mormon, it's not... Doctrine and covenants and all that—it's—it's it's just the pure works uh, that are added on to that, which is why I don't see uh, a lot of Catholics as Christians either, because they do the same thing. Yeah. So the difference between Ethan and the difference uh, between Ethan and Brian and Benjamin is Ethan, you believe on looking to Jesus and what his works were yeah. to save you. And Ethan and uh, Benjamin and uh, Brian think 
it's your it's Jesus works that make the opportunity for them to do good works that will contribute to their salvation. Think, Am I right in that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that is pretty much the, the major difference between why uh, evangelical Christians say Mormons aren't Christian and why, why Mormons say we are Christian. And it really depends on what book you're going to believe in. Uh, Ethan believes in the Bible as it being sufficient to teach us these things. And his stance is biblical, definitely. And, and you, Brian and Benjamin, believe in the Bible, but you also believe in your uh, two other works uh, and three other works and then your modern day prophet. So it starts going down those two different trails. Basically two different perspectives. Yeah. 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 Now, uh, I wanted to open up the discussion to another route, uh, going specifically into church history and the Book of Mormon. And I read this verse to Brian a couple weeks ago. Um, it's 2 Nephi 5.21. Oh, I thought yeah. he was Okay, good. <laughs> and he had caused the cursing to come upon them, yea, even a sore cursing, because of their iniquity. For behold, they had hardened their hearts against him, that they had become like unto it flint. Wherefore, as they were white and exceedingly fair and delightsome, that they might not be enticing unto my people, the Lord God did cause a skin of blackness to come upon them. So that this just goes into church history and stuff. So in 1978, I believe, uh, the church allowed African Americans to hold the priesthood. And it, it leads me to the question, I ask mis missionaries this all the time, it, is why was the church um, uh, somewhat wrong on this? It's like how they changed their views on polygamy and whatnot. Uh, so if it's one true church, why are they getting all these things wrong, if that makes sense? I think it comes down uh, to... I think it comes down to how people are reading it if that makes sense for example the verse you just read um before that you know how african-americans weren't allowed to have the priesthood mm -hmm. you remember that ethan yeah how we talked about this so i feel like when people i feel like there's a mixture of a few things for example for like people read that verse that you just read and they believed oh that means that people of darker skin are not good right well they're are, well are they're cursed wicked. because of their iniquity yeah, yeah. that's what i meant but I think that like caused many mm -hmm. to believe that, but no, newer day revelation revealed that that's not at all what it was. Also, another thing that could go into that is um, how segregation affected people. If you look at polygamy, when the church ended polygamy, um, a group broke off that still wanted yeah. to do polygamy. And we also talked about this um, and that group broke off because they didn't mm -hmm. want to end polygamy. So I feel Another reason that I feel like it is it wasn't time because they felt that if they allowed uh, African-Americans to hold the priesthood, that many would feel like, oh, the scriptures right here quite clearly say that they shouldn't. So it could have caused another rift in the church. All right. So it was, so you brought up polygamy there, and I, I wanted to touch points on this. And like, uh, I don't know if you had Mr. Pollock back in seventh grade, but uh, I did, and he he was talking about how uh, Utah trying to get statehood. And it was interesting to me how uh, when uh, yeah, when they were trying to get um, 
statehood, they ended polygamy because they knew that the government and uh, most people in America hated the practice. So they got a better chance of um, of becoming a state. Now that's where I see it. I, I see it as a very convenient revelation uh, instead of just a change of rules that was actually brought down from God. I think it was just the church trying to uh, benefit itself. And that's the same thing I see with uh, the uh, the ending of um, the allowing of African-Americans to hold the priesthood. I think it, it's all for convenience and not necessarily revelation. I could see how you could think that, but yeah. There's a time and there's a place for everyone, well, yeah. if you ask me. Always what my mom tells me. Um, quite quite often let's just say that yeah. but um especially when yeah. i'm at church but sorry um <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. interesting uh, speaking of ethan just to let you know and you probably already know this both of you, all of you guys probably know this but even though they they ended polygamy for statehood they secretly continued to practice it for a number of years Many of the uh, uh, brethren continue to practice it and uh, have secret ceilings. Uh, so the law wasn't necessarily that important to them. It was just the pretense of the law. Uh, also, uh, plural marriage is still practiced even by several LDS apostles today, but it's not practiced living. It's just when their spouse passes away, they've taken on another spouse and have them sealed to them for time and all eternity. So spiritual polygamy continues to be a practice within the church. It is an eternal principle in Doctrine and Covenants 132. And it is, uh, it has never been rescinded. It is believed as an eternal principle and it will return. And that's why the LDS, even LDS apostles have been sealed to more than one woman. I'm all for it. I'd love to have several wives. It's the only thing that almost kept me in the church. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) <laughs> all right no response to that uh brian brian of Hedgeman. <laughs> uh, okay then <laughs> okay then hey ethan brian benjamin uh i've been on I've, i didn't know how long we were going to go i thought it was a 20 minute podcast and we've been going right. 45 i've got to run but I want to do this again when I have more time and I want to, uh, you know, and I'd love to sit down with you guys and uh, just talk, uh, you know, not recorded if you want or anything else. And we can always do a show. We call it the, the teenage show and just have, bring the atheists too. Hey, and we'll just what? have a round I'm table. I'm up for that show. I, uh, I so. got plenty of people that I have in mind that I think might do it. So thanks for coming on, Sean. <laughs> That'd be fun. Hey, really appreciate it, Ethan. And you guys all take all right. care. Thank take you care, for Sean. involving me. All right. See you. Have a good day. All Goodbye, right. guys. So, Bye. I'm, I'm going to keep you guys on for a bit more. Uh, just all so right. I can ask uh, this simple question. Uh, for our audience that isn't LDS, and for me personally, why? Give, uh, give me one uh, reason why we should join the LDS church. Benjamin, I want you to take this one, and then I'll answer it. Excuse me, what? Okay. Um, oh, my Benjamin. Shoot, I was thinking. Bro, why did you interrupt me? Oh, okay. 
Uh, could you repeat the question? Uh, so for our audience and for me that aren't L- LDS, uh, give us one uh, reason why we should join the church. Um, well, first of all, we're not forcing you. Uh, but a reason is, uh, well, how can I say this? Sorry, I'm going to have to take a long pause here to think. Uh, you want me to answer, Benjamin? If you can. The reason that I'm... Something that I love a lot about my religion, and I just don't see it as much in like mm-hmm. Christian churches, is eternal families. That's something that really sticks to me when it comes okay. to my religion. Just the thought of being able to be like eternal joy with your family for the rest of all eternity mm-hmm. is just something that just gives me like so much happiness and it's just something that to me heaven wouldn't be the same if i wasn't together with my family okay that, that makes, makes sense that makes perfect sense uh, now now here's my thing uh i i, I kind of wish the mormon religion uh as i could see it would be true cuz i mean it, it sounds like a lot of fun i mean, i'm not going to lie uh, but what i am getting at is is it historically is it scientifically is it whatever is it is it the hardcore truth am i putting my faith in religion that i can 99 percent count on to get me to heaven and achieve salvation so so that's really what i'm getting at when i ask you that i know there's a lot of things that you like and that i will like about uh, that religion but i i want you to explain to my audience here that what is the the driving factor uh, for us to change religions and go to the LDS faith. Hello? Anyone still there? I Got a phone call um, from my dad. Oh, all right. uh, all what right. was the question? All right, I'll, I'll sum it up. Um, so, so that's good and everything. Uh, there's a lot of things I like about the LDS religion too, and I'm sure I like things about other religions. But uh, for me, it's a hardcore truth. And uh, what I'm trying to get at is: is there any um, good evidence? For the, the literal truth in the Book of Mormon, or the, any t- good evidence that your prophet is the one true prophet, or anything like that, is there any good evidence? Yeah. Well, you probably will be like, "Oh no, Joseph Smith just copied that from the Bible." But one good piece of evidence that uh, I learned personally in seven—well, not personally, but that I was taught in seminary—is. The fact that if you look at the Book of Mormon, Nephi, or Nephi, I should say because I'm speaking in English, <laughs> uh, Nephi actually has words from the Bible, right? Which he paraphrased, yeah. not paraphrased, but he quoted from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one good piece of evidence if you look at it like that. Yeah. Okay. Another good piece of evidence are the Native Americans. Which um, I remember talking to you about this actually yeah. in seventh grade, <laughs> but uh, 
we talked about how I've explained that the Native Americans, we believe that they're the Lamanites, right? Yeah. And, well, they were. But um, that's what we personally believe. And then you explained to me that you believe that, no, it was all because of the Ice Age and all that. Well, yeah, that that's the scientific stance that they crossed over a land bridge around 35,000 years ago uh, because of the Ice Age and lower sea levels. And I, I, I want to uh, point out to you that the reason I don't accept uh, the Native Americans as evidence is because uh, geneticists have already disproven that possibility of, uh, of Native Americans being anywhere from uh, Israel or, or any place like that. It is uh, proven that genetically that their origins are from asia interesting yeah the more you know right mm-hmm. but uh benjamin you want to answer uh what you were going to say uh, benjamin i think he's well, this might be a good uh, time to close the episode. Um, Brian? Huh? Just uh, before, uh, before we end, you know, I want to I wanna ask you a question, Ethan. All right. Um, how's your day? I asked you this already, but how, how's the weather? How are you enjoying quarantine? You know what? I, I absolutely hate quarantine. I, I mean, I have no one to talk to besides my family, and that's just like... It gets old after a couple weeks. So hopefully this all ends soon. Yeah, and then I can yell at you in class again, like we used to. Yeah, and Mr. Cordova can uh, move us back next to Robbie. Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. Um, Never mind. I'm enjoying quarantine. It's nice. Um, Prefer (laughs) to stay away from the wall. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The audience doesn't know my school behavior. Luckily, right. or else they would uh, question you. <laughs> They'd be like, "What is he saying?" <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Hey, don't call me out like that, Brian. Uh, They'd be like, well, "Wait, is... what does he talk about at school?" No, no, no. What oh, all right. Oh, hold on. Okay, we're gonna go on and end the episode right here. Um, all right. Thank thanks, you guys Ethan. for listening. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Brian. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Common Sense Christianity. Subscribe to the podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Instagram account, whatever. Tell your friends and family all about the podcast. Don't go up to them, call them, text them the podcast because we need to stay in quarantine to stop the spread of COVID-19. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster here with the greatest podcast, Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always, and we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it, and frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the word of God. And until next time, God bless you.